Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. We began to examine wisdom for living. And last week, Sunday, we said that the husband is the caretaker of the home. And we ended up to say that the man ought to deal with the woman with knowledge. That means you examine your woman, your wife, or those wanting to get married. You study them. You see what makes them happy, and you do that. You see what makes them sad, and you avoid it. And we also went further to say that as the man, part of studying and examining your wife is to make sure you do things according to the word of God in dealing with her. And I want to add this morning that as part of taking care or rather studying the woman, and I said that when you see what makes her happy, some women love gifts. It doesn't matter how expensive it is or how cheap it is. I know some women is the heart behind it. Not the woman that you will buy a gift for and is shouting, what is this? That every gift is a gift. And the price you pay, you, you put on every gift is the value you place on the person who gives it to you. I may have had my apparel at a certain price from the store. But the moment I have used it, there is a different value that is placed on that apparel. Are we together? And I want to also add this morning that as part of studying your wife, you also need to know whether they are the ones that are extravagant. Whether they are living beyond their means. You know, there are women... They are looking forward to the balance on their account so that they can spend it. Remember, I said that as the man, you ought to have a savings for the rainy day. The rainy day would also mean the day you are no longer in this world. Nobody come into this world and not depart this world. So that you leave inheritance for your children. And I said as a woman, you must make sure if there is no savings right now, walk with your husband now that you begin to have savings. You work together. So as a man, you notice that the woman is extravagant, spending on a spending spree. What you need to do is to make sure you have a different account where there is savings. Am I communicating with the men? Because when the chips are down, <laughs> the woman may not know whether or not they still want what they want. So be a man as you are a man and do the right thing. <laughs> Man, I said do the right thing. <laughs> Praise God. All right. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. 
He said, Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the man is a born again. You heard the word. You received the word. You believed the word. And you are born again. You are now part and parcel of the family of God. The Bible calls you the son of the living God. Look at 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. What manner of love the Father, underline the word Father there, Patah. The Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. So the world does not know us. Why? Why does the world not know us? Because it knew him not. Please, pay attention. The world does not know us. Why? Because the world knew him not. Why? The world used to know us. The world used to know us. But now that we are born again, the world does not know us. The world cannot explain us. The world does not have the capacity to acquire the knowledge to explain the born again man. The reason is because we are now the children of God. So the world does not know us. So if the world does not know us, the world cannot define for us or the world cannot teach us. Please pay attention. If the world cannot know you, the world cannot define for you or teach you. Am I still communicating here? So the moment you are saved, you have a new identity. Look at verse 2 there. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it does not appear. He does not appear what we shall be. But we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So we have a new identity. Praise God. What's happening to my mind? We have a new identity. We have a new identity. Please, somebody fix it. We have a new identity. Praise God. We have a new identity. So based on this identity, we have relationship we can keep and relationship we cannot keep. We have relationship we can keep and relationship we cannot keep. Praise God. I love it the way I started with. Praise God. So we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Glory to God. So look, look at something here. Remember in verse 1, it says the world does not know us. It says the world does not know us. Can somebody help me with the lead mic, please? Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. So the world does not know us. Now, look at John chapter 15, verse 16 to 19. Praise God. Verse 16 to 19. It says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, 
and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that you love one another. So, loving one another will be those of the household of God. Praise God. Then look at verse 18. He said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So, whatever attitude they gave to Christ, they are giving to us today because we are now in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. He says in verse 19, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. So it means the world love is own. That means in the world, there will also be some things that will be taught in the world and they don't see any problem with it. But as a believer, we see problem with it because that is not who we are. Am I communicating? So the world love is own. The world love is own. So we have an instruction of the kind of relationship we ought to keep. And the relationship we cannot keep. Because based on that relationship, there are things that we are learning and taking home. Am I communicating? We are of God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. Glory to God. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbeliever. For what fellowship at righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. Here Paul is communicating a fact that a believer should never have an intimate relationship with an unbeliever. You are now the children of light. There is no simulation. There is no integration. There is no joining with a believer with an unbeliever. Of a believer with an unbeliever. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So it instructs us on the kind of relationship we should keep. We are the children of light. You know, this is not the place where you now start quoting, Oh, pastor, when light came, darkness comprehended not. So we can integrate with an unbeliever and our light will, will dispel darkness. The instruction is, as a believer, you should have nothing to do intimately with an unbeliever. The only thing you owe to an unbeliever is to preach the word of God to them that they may be saved. That is the will of God for humanity, for those that are unsaved. That is all we owe to them. Look at James chapter 4 verse 4. Are you following me? James chapter 4 verse 4. He says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The world, the, 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 the world, um, world there is the unsaved. Those who are not saved. Those who are not saved. And there is an attribute and character and, and personalities of those that are not saved. There is an education those who are not saved acquires. 
Please follow me carefully because I am going a certain direction. Praise God. I said, praise God. So you cannot be friends with the world. Because when you become friends with those in the world, you will also adopt their attitude. You will also adopt their character. You will also adopt their way of life. So there are things they do, it no longer means anything to you. Pastor, we cannot be judgmental. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. So when, when you are a friend with the world, you will adopt their ways. And you will soon forget about the ways of the Father. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So that is why sometimes you will see some believers. Um, we are singing some song, they refuse to dance. The moment you get into their car, the kind of songs they are singing. <laughs> and the way I was, I was discussing with a, a pastor friend of mine yesterday, I was just, you know, making fun and just laughing. And I said, you know, there are some Christian brothers, all the latest dance that goes with the latest music in this world. They know them. They have mastered them. What pains me is not the fact that they use those dances in church. They don't even use those dances in church. But the moment they hear those music playing on the radio, you see them throwing it away. Glory to God. <laughs> so there is a way of the ungodly that the believer cannot, cannot unite with. Am I communicating here, church? Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. What is going to be our emphasis today? Just pay close attention. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Wherein in, the, in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the hair, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, our lifestyle in time past. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we are by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Listen, there was a time we were not born again. And we had that lifestyle, fulfilling the lust of the flesh. And Paul said, now that we are born again, we have crucified the lust of the flesh. Because... Born again doesn't mean a promotion from one level of living in the flesh to another. Am I communicating? You have given a different lifestyle, a different culture. So, when we were in the world, when we were not saved, the world loves us. Why? Because we accepted everything that came according to the world. But now we are saved. We are different. Praise God. So someone who is not born again is a child of the devil. Please, I need you to understand that. Someone who is not born again is a child of the devil. Someone who is not born again. That means the person may be very intellectual and may have a way of answering, answering and settling questions. That doesn't mean the question the unbeliever is settling it has any benefit to the believer. Am I communicating? I, am I communicating here? <laughs> yes, 
there is a PhD level degree. And this person has this level. And psychologically, he is trying to set on in with the things of the world. And the fact that this is all we see every day. It has become the norm. And so it is dangerous for a believer now to take instruction from those personality. Why? They are of this world. We are not of this world. They do not know us. They do not know us because they do not know him. And every decision an unbeliever will make as touching a matter cannot be to the benefit of a believer. The Bible says the word hated thee because they have hated me. Follow me carefully, please. <laughs> Am I still communicating here? But we are the children. Look at 1 John 5 verse 4. 1 John 5 verse 4. Praise God. He said, but for whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So, as you are seated now, you have overcome the world. You don't get what I'm saying. You are not trying to overcome. You are not walking your way out to overcome. You have overcome the world. Come on, say to yourself, I have overcome the world. Why? Because I am born of God. When did I get born of God? The day I accepted Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Praise God. <clears throat> Look at Again, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, I'll read from verse 15 now. He says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He is telling you, love not the world, nor the way of life of those in the world. The things that are in the world. If any man love the world... The love of the Father is not in him. And look at all that is in the world. Remember, it says, love not the world or the things in the world. Now, these are the things that are in the world. Next verse. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the loss thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So, there are things that are in the world. Look at how Paul, we put it in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Are you still with me? In verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. That means to the things and the lifestyle of this world. Still referencing the lust of the flesh, of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because when you give in to these things, you conform yourself to this world. Am I communicating here? Am I communicating church? But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Then Peter also wrote, as touching this matter, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 14. 1 Peter 1 14, praise God. He says, 
as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. The word again, fashioning, to be conformed. Not fashioning yourself by the former. Remember, Paul has stated that was our old conversation, our own li old lifestyle. When we were in that lifestyle, the world loves us because we didn't see anything wrong with the world. So now that we are saved, we are now given into a different kind of fellowship with a different kind of information. So we are in this world, but we have an information in us that does not allow us to conform to the fashion of this world. Am I communicating? So a believer must give themselves wholeheartedly to that information. And that is the word of God. Am I communicating here? Look at chapter 4 here quickly. Chapter 4 of 1 Peter. Verse 2. It says that he no longer should leave the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God. So the believer must leave the rest of his time in the will of the Father. Praise God. I said praise God. So I, we have established that the world is referring to people that are not saved. And the things of the world is their lifestyle. So there are those who are not saved. And there is a lifestyle of those that are not saved. And every information is carved out of the lifestyle of a people. Am I communicating? Every information in the world is carved out of the lifestyle of the people. Follow me carefully. Praise God. Quickly, let's see 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 3 to 4. Those of the world, it says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, the God of this world blinds the hearts, the minds, and the eyes of the people of this world. And hence, they cannot make decision that is beneficial to the believer. It means every decision that they will make for humanity will be based on who and what blinded them. Am I communicating here? So... This is why, as parents, we must be mindful. So, in this service, I am going to be dealing with children and parents. I am going to be talking about parenting. Am I communicating? That is why, as parents who are believers, we must be mindful of the information that comes into the mind of our children. We cannot leave the upbringing of our children into the hands of the unbelievers. Why? <laughs> Our children go to school. Our children mix up with all manner of people that carries a certain information. 
It is not only educational information that your child is exposed to. Your child is exposed to all manner of information. And if you as a parent don't come home and do due diligence with your child, your child will grow with an information that is not healthy. Am I communicating, church? <laughs> church, am I communicating? First, let me talk to the children. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Children, it doesn't matter whether you are 30 years old. Children is not talking about babies now. <laughs> Children is referring to those with parents. Are we communicating? <laughs> you know, there is a stage our children get to. Because of the information they are exposed to, they start to rebel at home. <laughs> that is why sometimes when they get home, mommy says, son, do this. Daddy says, son, do this. The child is saying, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> why? There is an information that child is getting from the relationship they are keeping in school and the information they have blessed with in school. They are friends because if you check their friends, you will notice that they are friends with children who are rebelling at home. So the friend will come, your mama asks you to do dishes? He said, my mom is going to ask me to do that. And then you are not asking. So when your mama asks you to do that, what do you do not to do that? And he said, you stand up to your mom. That is an information given to them from an unbeliever. And we cannot settle with such information. Oh, am I communicating here? Oh. So <laughs> our children are exposed. But how do we make sure our children does not conform to this world? So children, listen to me. Ephesians chapter one, I mean chapter six, verse one and two. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. It's an instruction given to the Christian home. This is right. So children are instructed. Your, as a child, your spiritual responsibility in your home is to obey your parents. That is an instruction given to you by God. Obey. So, anyone that teaches you not to be obedient is asking you to go against the word of God. He says... Obey your children, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. <laughs> Praise God. The instruction to every children is that you obey. Listen to me. The year you are now, your father or your mother was there. Don't ever think that at this your new age, you know better than your parents. 
You know how some children, they are doing some things. They are going a certain direction. And their parents is telling them, don't do that. Don't do that. And they say, oh, mama, you old fashioned, mama. Papa, you old. This is the new generation. You see, your mouth, new generation. Before you got there, your father, your mother was there. So there is nothing you will do now that they don't know. I was playing with my son this morning. We always play. <laughs> I heard something. And he was trying to get to that thing. So I put it behind him. He acted like he didn't want it again so that I am distracted. And when he thought I was distracted, he started trying to go back to it. And he didn't know that by the time I dropped it there, it was to distract him too. And then I removed it and he did something we never see it. And so when he started looking and looking, I said, son, look at you. I have passed this stage. <laughs> so, before you get to where you are thinking, before you align to your parents, they know what you are already doing. So, instruction is that you obey. Say to someone, obey your children, your, your parents. <laughs> Say after me, obey your parents. Come on, obey your parents. I'm waiting. Say it. Obey your parents. Fantabulous. <laughs> Can you, you see the way the minds of children work? <laughs> Look at again Colossians chapter 3. Another instruction. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, children, obey your parents in all things. Of course, you know, this is talking about believers. It's talking about Christian home. Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. This is well-pleasing unto the Lord. So, as a child in a Christian home, you have a spiritual obligation. You have a spiritual obligation and instruction given to you, handed to you by God that you should obey. Every child here say, I obey my parents. Say, I obey my parents. Don't try to look the happening man, the happening girl. That you are in school and your parent come to you and he say, oh, do this like this, do this like that. And you are, because you see your friend, you want to be the happening one to stand up to your parents. I know some things are going through the mind of some parents here now. Please, you know, let, let that stay. <laughs> Praise God. Let that stay. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, it's not about you were the happening person in school. After you went through college, are you still happening? What, what happened in school does not matter. Oh, I want to be the famous person. Those who were famous then, where are they now? You know, it is in our school, we see that cliques are created. 
there are some kids, he said, these are the happening kids. The happening kids. They are not pressuring your children. Oh, you see, I'm putting on Louis Vuitton. What do you got on? Yeah. Oh, I'm putting on Nike. Nike. What you got on? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. And as a child, you should not be carried away. Am I communicating? You can be wearing hair Jordan and your great things. Your leg is wearing expensive, but your grade is suffering for it. People will not pay you for what you have on. But people will pay you for what you have here. Am I communicating here? Can I also shock you? <laughs> Whatever you are putting on right now is you wearing the identity of somebody else. Louis Vuitton is a name of a person. Mama, I got to wear Louis Vuitton to school. You ain't got to wear no Louis Vuitton to school. When you look, the people who are rich in this world, people who are rich, they go to regular store and buy regular clothes. But those who are poor are looking for expensive to wear. The word is enough for the wise. I remember, I've always shared this testimony, and I will be doing more in a Singles Fellowship. When I was in school, I have these jeans that I wear year in, year out. If they want to laugh, let them laugh. Today, who can afford 100 without breaking my purse? And you want to, you want to, you want to be the happening child and your parents is to, listen, your parents have a means. Take whatever they give to you. Because in their own time, their parents couldn't afford much to enjoy what you are enjoying. So, children, obey your parents. For this is pleasing to the Lord. Disobeying your parents means you are dishonoring God. When you disobey your parents, you are dishonoring God. Because God gives you an instruction. Hmm. Praise God. So, I've said all of that to children. Children, make sure you bring all children to church going forward. Because there are things that we are going to be talking about. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about parenting. Now, I have observed in the scriptures or in the Bible, in the word of God, that instruction to parenting is given to fathers. Don't forget that husband is a caretaker. So, that is... Say yes, pastor. 
that this, it is in your hands to train your child. Praise God. <laughs> Look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. Look at this. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So it means that father is a trainer. The one who trains his child. Did you hear what I said? The father is one who trains. Look at again Colossians chapter 3 verse 21. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. So, listen, there is something called fathering. Do you know what fathering means? It's not by impregnating a woman and then they are going to give birth to a child. Fathering means. Your wife gives birth to that child. You stay in their life to train them in the way of the Lord. So instructions to fathers is that you should not provoke your children to wrath. It also means that the born again man have a spiritual responsibility to train their child or their children. And it must be done in nurturing and admonition. In the Lord. Am I communicating here? It also means that as a father, you must not try to bring up your child in the way your father brought you up. Unless it was done in Christ. So that means there are things your father may have said to you. There are ways your father may have treated you. That is totally wrong. But when it comes to your own children upbringing, you should not do the same to them. Why? Because you are now a born again child. Glory to God. Now, quickly, let's see an instruction in Proverbs chapter 22. Are you with me? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. <laughs> this is a verse... That even unbelievers, we quote. And this is one verse in the Bible that I have seen many take out of context. So an unbeliever is also quoting this. What an interesting matter. <laughs> Look at this. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. The very first understanding you must have right now is that this was an old English that should not be taken literal. The word go there doesn't mean go as come and go. Even though he's using the word go. Am I communicating? The word go there is 
An Hebrew word, peh, that's P-E-H, that actually means mouth or opening the mouth. Are you following me? That word go actually means mouth or opening of mouth. So, we can easily say that verse is saying, train up a child in the way he should speak. Am I communicating? Train up a child in the way he should speak. So, he is referring to training your child with the word of God. That they think upon God's word. That they meditate upon God's word. That the word of God resonates in their hearts. So, to now bring that verse to rest. He's saying, train up a child in the way they should speak. Praise God. So, in training that child, you must train them on how they should speak. And don't forget, out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. So, as children, they are taught to think and meditate upon the word of God. Again, don't forget that your child is exposed to all manner of things. And you should never neglect them. You must be concerned in their lives. When they get home, you must know what they have learned for the day. Then you must expose them to the word of God and teach them that this is the way of the Lord. If not, whatever they were given and taught in school is the things that they will meditate upon day in and day out. That the child must be concerned with his school. Where is your mathematics? We go over mathematics. Where is your English? We go over English. What else did you learn? Daddy, mommy, they taught us that, you know, in this world, this is the kind of lifestyle that is accepted. Sit them down with God's word and teach them the word of God. Because if you don't, you are allowing other people to give them jargons. And then a day will come. They will start manifesting in those jargons. And then it becomes a prayer point. So, the instruction is to teach them in the way of the mount. That means you give them God's word. It was the same instruction that was given to Brother Timothy. You know, what is interesting is that Brother Timothy was a young man. He was a young man that learned the word from child. In fact, let's go to 2 Timothy 3.15. We'll see the same instruction there. 3.15. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So what you put in the child is God's word. Your child is never too young to learn about God. You know, 
put up my sermon. Let them sit. Let them be watching it every day. They can watch it. They can watch it. Play worship songs for them. Let them be exposed to those things. If you must play cartoons for them, let it be a learning cartoon. Because there are cartoons without you sitting down to watch with them that is corrupting their mind. It's teaching them bad, bad things. And then you are wondering, why is my child always talking in this manner? They have learned it in the cartoons. They have learned it in school. Let what they enjoy be God's word. Listen, when you expose them to God's word every day, that is what they will enjoy doing all the time. It doesn't take away their school work. Am I communicating? Yes, now, now, look at Deuteronomy chapter 11. Time will not permit us to finish this, but let me, I'm laying foundations here. Verse 18. This is taking an instruction from the Old Testament now. Amen. It says, therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your head that they may be as frontless between your eyes. It's the same proverb. That's what, that's what Proverbs was actually now explaining to us. To put forth the word of God. That you think upon God's word. You allow your children to be exposed with God's word. It is not too late for your child to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It is not too young for your child to come to church and speak in tongues. It is not too young for your child to lay hands on the sick and they recover. It is not too late. And it is not too young for them. That they know the right thing to do. That when they are mingling with all these people in the world, they know how to caution them. Parents, make sure you follow this teaching. <laughs> Look at verse 19. It says, and ye shall teach them your children. Who is he talking to now? The children, parents to the children. Speaking of them, when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house, and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. So we are instructed to teach our children, to bring them up in the way of the Lord. You put the word in their mouth. You put the word in their heart. It's not about quoting or uh, uh, memory verses. It's not about quoting memory verses. You teach them. You sit them down. You teach them what the word says. You teach them to pray. Praise God. I said praise God. <laughs> you so teach them that they will ask you intelligent questions. They should trust you enough to get answers. They don't ask you one question and you slap them and say, go and sleep in your room. Where did you know that from? There are conversations parents are shying away from having with their children. When you don't have that conversation with them, they will learn it somewhere. You know, 
when we are growing up then, our grandparents, you know, uncles and all, they will always tell the ladies that we are growing up then, if you allow any man to touch you like this, you will get pregnant. <laughs> so, when they are walking, and a guy is just trying to, you know, walk anyhow to, ah, they jump like this, I don't want to get pregnant. The day, it, they were caught unaware and didn't know. Uh, they were just walking and the body of the guy just touched them. They are touching their stomach like this. No pregnancy. They began to ask their friends, how come I didn't get pregnant? And then their friend is now twisting information into their head that they want to test things out. That is why as a parent, give your children information based on God's word and tell them the truth. Because if it is not true, <laughs> that day will come when someone will tell them otherwise. Am I still talking to parents here? Are you sure? <laughs> so, as a father, you reveal God's character to them. Who is God? He's a loving father. God is this and God is that. You reveal it to them. You, you, you should be concerned about your child. What are they feeding them with? You know, there is a set of information going on in the world today. And the very first thing they did in this world, the very first thing is to kick the Bible out of schools. Why do you think they did that? Because the Bible is contrary to the information they are about to disseminate. And the only way to not have a counterculture, a counterinformation, to counter what the information they are about to download into the minds of our children is to first remove the ultimate knowledge. And so when that was removed, they will come to your children. Do you know? This is not actually wrong. It's a normal way of life. God created them like this. <laughs> Listen to me. God didn't create Adam and Steve. Mm. Can I communicate that again? God, <laughs> God did not create Adam and Steve. What he created is Adam and Eve. And what? Sister, who? Eve. <laughs> Brother Adam and Sister Eve. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Brother Adam, Adamu, and Sister Evelyn. <laughs> but the information in this world will tell you, you know, it is okay. There is such thing as Steve and Adam. Whenever the world wants to do something terrible to our children, they first of all make sure they go against the Bible. The question is, have you not wondered, why is it they always fight in the Bible? Live your life. Let me live my own life. Believe what you want to believe. Let me believe what I want to believe. So, if yours was true, then why are you fighting? Why are you fighting mine? Why? So, 
when your child comes home, take the word of God. Says, daughter, son, this is what the word of God says. And we are what the word of God says we are. But daddy, why is it? No, listen. We are in this world. We are not of this world. So we don't go by the things given to us in this world. This is what the Bible says. Life came from a source. Man didn't give it. And man cannot give an explanation. But daddy, listen, son, listen, daughter. The world does not know us. Because they didn't know him. So, whatever explanation they will give to you cannot be in the way of the Father. Ah. Am I communicating here? So, parents, reveal the character of the Father to your children. <laughs> Praise God. So, we saw in the life of Brother Timothy, we saw Timothy was a young man. Timothy... <laughs> was a child who started learning. Next Sunday, we'll talk more about this. His father was an unbeliever. Timothy's father was a Greek. So, the mother and the grandmother of Timothy took it upon themselves to impart Timothy with their faith and their conviction. They didn't wait for their father to just do... No, the, the mother took it on themselves. So Timothy will watch the grandmother study. Timothy will watch the mother study. He watches them pray. He watches how they went to church. So as parents, don't train your child in rebellion. Your child is watching you. Are you going to church when pastors say come to church? What is your activities in church? Have you not noticed that what you as a parent is doing in church is what your, father, your, your, parent, your children are doing? A good example, I have watched Brother Temi, Sister Yemi's son, in the children's room. He always want to be the usher of the children. Where did he learn that from? He learned it because every time he comes to church, he sees that the mother is always standing back there. And he too wants to be. Why? He is watching his mother. So if you train your child, today we go to church, today we don't go. When they grow up, they will also have that attitude. If you are praying at home, your child will pray. I'm going to flog this next Sunday. Am I communicating? So mothers, you must never be too busy. Am I communicating? If the men are not wanting to take on this responsibility, remind them. While you are reminding them, don't leave your child alone. <laughs> Bring them. Pray together. Study God's word together. When pastor says it is time for church, be the first to be there. Because your child is watching how you are taking instructions. And when they are growing, they are also growing with that information. But if pastors say, we are having fellowship. You are at home and you are telling your child, you know, I'm very tired today. You guys can go. And your child is in their mind. <laughs> if, if mommy refused to go to church, who am I? <laughs> And then they are growing. They are growing. They are growing in that character. And they are beginning to learn how to disobey the pastor. And you are wondering what is happening. And it comes to a time they don't want to be in church again. 
Because instead of you doing what you're supposed to do, you are beating them. You have to go to church. And some smart children will say, but mommy, daddy, you are home. Why should we not go? <sighs> Next Sunday, rise on your feet. That is all I've got for you today. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobithChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.